Oh my God. Hi, it's me, Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because, you know, it's the one that's got uh, the, the Twilight series in it. Now, to this end, Troubled Waters pits a pair of entertainers against one another in a pop culture battle to the ego death. To win this battle, each guest will be called upon to use their smarts, their argument skills, the great comebacks that they've been saving in a moleskin notebook to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title Pundit Emeritus, which will automatically give their opinion on whose tell-all memoir is better, Britney Spears' is or Jada Pinkett Smith's is more weight than a civilian's. You are listening to Troubled Waters. Before we meet our guests, I just have to say, uh, Jada, if you're listening, f- give us five minutes. Just give us five minutes of peace. I I think you're a very talented <laughs> woman, but I cannot hear another thing about you or your husband, Will Smith. Just five minutes. Take a walk around the block. Move your limbs. Uh, all right. Now let's meet our guest. Our first contestant is a writer, a friend of the show. She hosts the podcast, How to Survive. It is our pal. Chris Kimmel. Hello, Chris. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to also not listen to Jada. What is left to write about in the book? I mean, she's How can there be anything more in the book? Oh, my God. And it's just, you know, uh, uh, kind of before this whole thing started, I was like, I'm I'm kind of good on Will Smith, you know, just for the for the time being. Like, I'm I'm I feel like I've seen inside his psyche and I'm, I'm just I'm bored with it. I don't need any more. And this is after years of red table talks. How can there be anything more? I don't think anyone's asking. I don't think anyone's asking. I think you're absolutely right. God almighty. But how is life in general? Smith family it aside. It's it's great. I have a wonderful, uh, perfect life. No complaints. Good. Great. Um, and uh, yeah, look forward to having you back on the, on the How to Survive podcast. Oh, oh my God, I would love that. I would love that. Uh, okay. Chris Kimmel. We welcome you. We wish you luck. Our second contestant is a comedian who just wrapped his off-Broadway show, Pete and Me. It's Graham K. Graham, welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you so um, much for being here. I, I, is this going to go out on video? No. As well? On YouTube? It will not. No. Okay. No, thank God. Will I take a screenshot and share it? Sleeves. Yes. He is not wearing sleeves. Yeah. Very embarrassing. I don't think okay, you would embarrassed. Anyway, just imagine me with sleeves on. Okay. Uh I don't think you need to be embarrassed. How important are sleeves to your daily life? You seem, you know, you seem comfy in a, in a sleeveless situation. I am uh, in my office. Uh Um, Yes, I have an office in New York city in my apartment. (laughs) Doing pretty good. Uh, But I, I, I feel safe in here. And I, I kind of like forgot I wasn't wearing sleeves. Mm-hmm. For like a you know a Zoom chat, I don't like to like I don't know any of you guys, and mm-hmm. I'm meeting you now for the first time, and I don't like to show up without arm coverings. Mm-hmm. But um, you did, you, know? you did it, and you're gonna you're gonna stick with it. We are not allowing you to leave the space <laughs> and put on a jacket or a wrap or a proper shirt of any kind. This is how we're always gonna <laughs> think of you, Graham. Yep, 
When your name comes know. up, I'm going to say, oh, you mean sleeveless Graham? Good old sleeveless Graham. Good old no I sleeves. Have okay credit. I swear. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> nope. You look like you should be uh, waist deep into the, uh, the, like the chassis of a uh, Camaro. That's a compliment. Uh, okay, you have now met our players, and it is time to see who has the better grasp of what really matters this week, pop culturally speaking. So, players, if you're ready, you'll each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story or person or event or whatever of the last couple of weeks. Chris Kimmel, what you got? All right. Are you guys ready? Because I don't yes. know if this has been tragically overlooked, but I'm going deep on a story. Okay. So there's a rumor that Taylor mm-hmm. Swift has a cameo in Deadpool 3 as mm-hmm. the X-Men character Dazzler. Oh. All right. So here's the first clue. Sean Levy, the director of Deadpool 3, was asked about it on a podcast and he didn't deny it. So I'm going to read to you what he said. He said, I went to a football game with some friends a couple of weeks ago and I'm thrilled to be talking about other things. So I'm like, all right, that's a big clue. He went to the Chiefs game. He was seen there with Taylor Swift, Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, Hugh Jackman, and some other people who don't matter because they weren't famous. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, there's no reason Taylor Swift would be with all of those people unless she's in a movie with them, right? She doesn't have kids, so it's not like she's going to pick up at elementary school with Hugh Jackman or Blake Lively or Ryan Reynolds. They have nothing else in common except their celebrity being in a movie together status. Okay. Right. Next, her bangs were shorter. Why else would her bangs be shorter unless she was just in a movie? You don't just get your bangs cut. Okay. All right. Number three, the song Bejeweled. I can make the whole place shimmer. Dazzler. Is this a new song or is it? It's from Midnight's, but I think she recorded it knowing she was going Deadpool 3. She knew it. This is a song for the movie. Listen to this. Dazzler is an LGBTQ icon who loves Taylor more than LGBTQ community. No one. Mm. Okay. This is the big one. Okay. I went on Wikipedia. Dazzler is described as a mutant who can convert sound vibrations into light and energy beams. We all know that. I went to the second to the last night of the Eras show with my 11-year-old daughter. And at the end of Cardigan, there was an eight-minute standing ovation. I turned to my daughter. Guess what I said? What'd you say? I said, Alex, this woman is a mutant who can convert sound vibrations into light and energy beams. Oh, that's very compelling evidence. So. Wow. Okay. I don't know what else to say, except she's in that movie and I have the proof right here. Wow. Okay. Taylor Swift as Dazzler. Chris Swizzler is your buzzing word. Uh, Okay. There we go. Wow. I wonder, could it be? Could it be? You'll see. Uh, Graham K., how about you? Uh, Britney Spears almost got the notebook. True. That, and, and, and 
and and uh, and and the director was like really proud of her and thought she she was excellent. But uh-huh. the problem with it was that, that she was Britney Spears. Sure. If they could somehow change that it wasn't Britney Spears, yeah. I think she would have got it. But I, so I watched the audition and, and she's really good. That's what I now see. I didn't realize until just this morning that the audition tape had been released or leaked or whatever. I still have not had a chance to look at it, but everybody that I've spoken to says that she actually does a, a very good job. And why, why do you think that they leaked it? I think cause they're, they're trying to like, she's might be coming out with music. And I think that they're uh, like, um, there she's you know she's had all these crazy videos and everyone thinks she's crazy and not taking her seriously and i think this is like a slow build campaign to build up credibility to like a new release maybe i don't know i feel like i feel like she might have left music behind i don't know i feel but my, my feeling is that actually like the the tape was pretty good and people are sort of rooting for her now and somebody like actually yeah. leaked something for uh uh like a noble reason which is to be like hey Look at her. She actually did a good job. She's not, you know, whatever. I am uh, a few chapters into the memoir right now as read by Michelle Williams. It's dark as shit. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 It's real dark. I heard, I listened to the for, the for Shizzle My Nizzle excerpt oh, where she was talking about her, uh, whatever her weird old husband was mm-hmm. and was like trying to be all mm-hmm. black scent with people. Mm-hmm. And not then great. Michelle Williams goes... Her shizzle my nizzle. And it's very funny. <laughs> it's rough. It is levels and layers of rough. It is a lasagna yeah. of fucking discomfort. Jada Mercy. wishes she had that much uh, material. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Broat book is your buzz in word. Swizzler versus Broat book. Broat book. Uh, that's right. We're doing portmanteau this uh, this episode. Of troubled waters, keep your portmanteau names at the uh, at the ready because they will be your buzz in words as you move forward. Let's yeah. get it popping with a game we are calling Scorpio a Go Go. Now this episode will be released on November first, right in the middle of what is known as Scorpio season by the people who celebrate their whole birthday month and the people who treat astrology with total seriousness. Apparently, our producer, Christian, is among these people because he did just give us spirit fingers. Uh, This game is very simple. Our writers did a search for some famous Scorpios and where their birthday falls within the range of Scorpio season, October 23rd to November 22nd. So in this game, I will name some of these superstars Scorps, and you will tell me if their birthday falls before or after the previous Scorpio celebrity that I named. It'll make sense once we go. These will be asked to you in turn to make it extra confusing as a special bonus challenge. Our writers did put one single same birthday answer in there. And uh, in honor of the eight legs that we think a scorpion has, uh, if you take the risk and you get that question right, eight points. Oh, yeah. So this is, I mean, the potential for extreme drama here. Is really off the charts. So let's get it popping. With the baseline, the de facto queen of Scorpios, Winona Ryder. She was born on October 29th. And she's, you know, really what people are thinking of when they use the phrase Scorpio season earnestly. Uh, okay, so for question one. Okay, we will go to you, Chris. Uh, okay. New Zealand singer-songwriter Lord is Lord's birthday before or after Winona Ryder's? 
which again is on October 29th, or is it on the same day? Before. I'm sorry, it's after. Lord's birthday is November 7th. How dumb are you, Chris? Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, what the fuck? You knew you were going to be on a game show oh, podcast. No. Like, why didn't you get a better night's night sleep long. last night? Or I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. But anyway, uh, number two. Our next Scorpio celebrity, someone who takes himself very seriously and really tries hard to convince us otherwise, Ryan Reynolds. Is his birthday before or mm. after Lords on November 7th? Graham? Before. You're absolutely right. You really know you're Ryan Reynolds. His birthday is October 23rd. Um, okay, so back to you, Chris. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, energetic opposite Ryan, a seemingly very serious actor who just really loves to kind of fuck around. Ryan Gosling is his birthday before or after Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to say it's before. Well, uh, no. Ryan Gosling was born after Ryan Reynolds on November 12th. <laughs> on November 12th. Okay. No points for you. Back to you, Graham. Our next Scorpio recently yes. made the news after she had to sort of politely inform Raven Simone that she is not, in fact, a lesbian. Whoopi Goldberg is Whoopi's birthday before or after Ryan Gosling's, which is November 12th, as we have established. Oh, um, after. After by one day. Whoopi's birthday is yes. November 13th. For someone who has no idea what's going on or what he's doing, I'm doing pretty good. It's almost like lack of preparation is a skill (laughs) in this show. It is. All right. Back to you, Chris. Following Whoopi is a celebrity Scorpio who got famous for kissing a girl and liking it and hoping that her boyfriend didn't mind it. Katy Perry. Is her birthday before or after Whoopi Goldberg's November 13th birthday? You know what? What? I'm on a streak. I'm going to say it's the same day. Nope. (laughs) Before Katy Perry's birthday is October 25th. Uh, Okay. Next up, an actress who also made quite an early career out of Kissing with a a series of very popular romantic comedies and also Steel Magnolias and also Dying Young. It's worse than you remember. Julia Roberts. Is Julia's birthday before or after Katy Perry's on October 25th, Graham? Uh, Before. After. Katy Perry's birthday oh, is October 28th. God. Okay. Uh, Chris, our next Scorpio celebrity's last name is the same name as a franchise that Julia Roberts appeared in and then uh, could not wait to get back out of. Frank Ocean. Is Frank Ocean's birthday before or after the Ocean's 11 star's birthday? Uh, which, again, was October 28th. Before or after, Chris? Oh, my God. I wish I knew what number we were on. Um, I'm going to say after. I'm afraid it's the same. Frank and Julie were both born on October 28th, and our eight-point answer is a dead ball, I'm afraid. Uh, Graham, back to you. In keeping with the Ocean's theme, our next Scorpio played a role in Ocean's 8. Oh, the theater kid that other theater kids were inexplicably furious at for several years, despite the fact that she seems fine. Anne Hathaway. Is Anne Hathaway's birthday before or after Frank Ocean's and Julia Roberts, which again is October 28th? Uh, uh, before. After her birthday Whoa. is November 12th, which is the same as somebody's from before. There's a lot of same birthdays. 
okay, finally, huh. uh, and actually you can buzz in for this one because we did uh, an odd number. Uh, we have a Scorpio whose birthday wish this year was probably for her parents to just stop talking. Willow Smith. Is Willow Smith's birthday before or after Anne Hathaway's on November 12th? Buzz in. Swizzler. You know it. Oh, yes, Chris. Before. Before. Got a point on the board. Her birthday is actually Halloween, October 31st. Yay! Yay, oh. Willow Smith. Yay. We're so sorry. We're just, we're so sorry about this particular time in your life. Yeah. Okay, at the end of that round, Graham's got two points. Chris Kimmel's got one. We're going to move right along to our next round, and you're going to love it because it involves me singing. Yes. Uh, it's a round we're calling Where's Madonna Gonna? Madonna, the executive <laughs> producer of 2003's Agent Cody Banks and 2004's Agent Cody Banks to Destination London, has, that's true, uh, has recently embarked on a world tour. Ticket holders would do well to know that she is, she's, you know, I mean, she is executive producing this show, but you won't see her executive producing really in the show. You'll mostly see her doing music. Uh, so to mark the tour, I will be singing various Madonna songs, but we have changed the lyrics to be about famous cities throughout the world. So do not buzz in. I will go to each of you in turn once again. Uh, so that you can tell me, where's Madonna Ghana? And please let me sing the whole thing because I love it. I love to sing and I love for the world to hear me sing. So don't, <laughs> don't interrupt me. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So what city is Madonna in, in this song? <clears throat> Get into the Louvre. It's a treasure trove of things to see. Yeah. Nope. Nope. See, we're not buzzing in. We're answering these in turn. And we're going to let me finish the goddamn song, Graham. <laughs> then after that start, we can visit Montmartre. Boy, then eat some brie. Uh, what city is Madonna in, Chris Kimmel? Madonna is in Paris. Madonna is in Paris. Thank you very much. Graham, it is now your turn. There's Bondi Beach. Well, Swimming waters deep. Yeah, I guess to see. And Bronte Beach. Locals, there say heaps. Now I made up a clue. It's name rhymes with kidney. Mm, it's name rhymes with kidney. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Where's Madonna, Graham? Uh, Juneau, Alaska. No. Can I get one more guess? Could yeah, it okay. be Sydney, Australia? Sydney, Australia. Sydney, Australia. Now you're skating on thin ice. Oh, there. Don't, be, don't be giving out fake answers. This is a very serious game show. We are regulated by the I'm federal so government. We have to fucking play. I don't know if you saw Quiz Show, but since that yeah, 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 yeah. scandal, we have to yeah, play huh? things by the rules. Otherwise, we face jail time. It's so let's let's not let's not. We're already here without sleeves. Let's not let's not <laughs> besmirch yeah. right. Right. the game show format any further, Graham. Yes. I don't want your goons after me. No, because you, you know that we mess with them goons in case you start acting familiar. <laughs> okay. Uh, number three, this is for you, Chris. Which uh, which London landmark is Madonna in in this song? <clears throat> Trains aren't a mystery. Every train must travel alone. And if you were a train... This place would feel like home. There's more. 
When you say its name, it's like a little bear in a red hat. I want to take you there every single hour. Trains come and go. Just pay your fare and get a train from there. Uh, marmalade. Mmm. <laughs> yum, yum. Okay. Uh, what train station? Give me one second, please. I know the name of that. I know the name of that bear. It's um, yeah. Paddington. Paddington Station. Very good. Where Paddington Very bear good. was discovered. Yes, yes. Graham K, back to you. Uh, Madonna, you know her. Energetic, can't stop moving. She is headed back to the European uh, European continent. But where specifically? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Okay, here we go. Okay. Pope goes by. So holy, 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 every little thing that you say or do, just look up. Motherfucker, this view. Michelangelo painted night and day. It's still there. It's still waiting for you. Okay, where's where's Madonna? Uh, Vatican City. Vatican, Vatican City, specifically the Sistine Chapel. Okay, mm-hmm. Chris Campbell, back to you. Uh, Madonna has left Europe. Uh, which country has she flown to? Mm-mm. I am not in Argentina. The truth is, I'm just above it and west of Paraguay. My mag existence. From Peru, Chile, I'm not much distance. That's tough, man. You really got to know your... I'm not allowed to just say Central America? America. I mean, you could. You could also say Earth. It's not going to get you anywhere. (laughs) Specifics. Okay. So, okay. How about um, Colombia? Oh, you're so close. Bolivia. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Okay. Graham K, which body of water is Madonna visiting now? Holiday. See a lake. There's another one of those, but I'm going to skip ahead. If we took a holiday, we could go to a great lake. Do the lake to one lake of the five. There might be. There might be some ice. Everybody spread the word. We're gonna have a lake vacation. Not across the world, but across two nations. It's time for the big one. Forget about Lake Huron. Oh yeah, one lake that touches Canada and also Minnesota. And two other states. What lake? What great lake? Uh, lake Michigan? No, Lake Superior. But you've got four points to Chris Kimmel's three. It's a very tight game. And we're going to take a little break and be right back with more Troubled Waters after it. I'm Jordan Cruciola, host of Feeling Seen, where we start by asking our guests just one question. 
What movie character made you feel seen? I knew exactly what it was. Clementine from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Joy Wang slash Jobu Tupaki. That one question launches amazing conversations about their lives, the movies they love, and about the past, present, and future of entertainment. Roy in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I worry about what this might say about me, but I've brought Tracy Flick in the film Election. So if you like movies, diverse perspectives, and great conversations, check us out. Oof, this is real. New episodes of Feeling Seen drop every week on MaximumFun.org. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Chris Kimmel and Graham Kay. Our next round is Tailored Version. Now, the Eras Tour concert film has been released. Chris Kimmel has seen it in person. Right? Yes. Wow. Okay. Could could have used a little less smugness with that. Yes, <laughs> but, uh, but good for you. Good for you. Uh, was it great? Was it was it worth the you know? It was eighteen thousand dollars. It was worth um, putting a second mortgage on my house. Wow. Yep. Totally wow. worth it, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, not since Cats has Taylor Swift been at the center of such reckless behavior in a movie theater. Swift has told fans, "Eras attire." Friendship bracelet, singing, dancing in the aisles, all encouraged. So we have decided to honor the spirit of dressing up and going to a show with a round all about clothes in the lyrics of Taylor Swift songs. It is fair to say she mentions them quite a lot. Now, Chris, you might be at an, at an advantage here because you seem to know her uh, her catalog well. So I'm going to play you a clip from a Taylor Swift song with an item or items of clothing bleeped out. You just got to tell me what the missing clothes are. Uh, and if you can't work it out right off the bat, I'll give you a multiple choice uh, option. Uh, but you will have to buzz in for this one. Swizzler and Broke Book, once again, are your buzz in words. Okay. Number one, what is missing from this clip from a song from 2020's Folklore? Swizzler. And when I felt like I was uh, blank uh, under someone's bed, Chris? Cardigan. Cardigan. That is, of course, from the song Cardigan. Song about feeling like a cardigan. Uh, okay. Um, Graham, how are you feeling? Are you? Uh, you have... I, I feel good. Okay. He could use a cardigan. Why? He could use a cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> Come but, on, you know, guys. knowing Graham K, his cardigan is a sleeveless cardigan. And then we're just right back where we started. <laughs> it's a crop top sleeveless cardigan. It's crop top. <laughs> it's it's a midriff bearing sleeveless cardigan. You know yeah. it. Uh, uh, number two, what is missing uh, from this clip from the song Wildest Dreams from 1989, released in 2014, but to be released in 2023? Let's hear it. Swizzler. Yes. Uh, white dress. Well, no, that no, that's not it. That's not it. So, Graham, back to you. You have uh, three choices in this multiple choice: A, red dress; B, nice dress; C, long dress. Oh, uh, red dress. It, you're both wrong. It's a nice dress. Ah! It's a nice dress. Nice dress. Nice, nice dresses. That's a weird lyric. It is a weird lyric. It's not very descriptive. I is think it? mine was better. Yeah. 
Standing in a nice dress. Is that a nice dress? Yeah, that's like, no two people have the same yeah. concept of what a nice dress is. That's vague. DM her. It's just not good yeah. storytelling. Uh, but that, uh, yeah, that was from some uh, Taylor Swift song. Okay, uh, number three. Here's a clip from All Too Well from Red, first released in 2012. Something about it felt like home somehow and I left him there at your sister's house and you uh, that was from All Too Well. She left something at her, uh, someone's sister's house, and he's still got it in his drawer even now. Swizzler. And I will tell you, this, yes. Oh, go ahead. Were you going to say something? Oh, you can say it. I was just going to say that Dionne Warwick has sounded off on this and said that uh, that he should return this item uh, to her. That won't help, though. It's just a fun fact. Swizzler? Whoa. Yes. Chris. Scarf. Scarf is correct. Yep. Scarf at Maggie Gyllenhaal's house, I guess, because this was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in question. Uh, Okay. Uh, Here is a clip from Clean, again, from 1989. Another kind of dress. Um, so, what kind of dress? Uh, if you don't know it right off the bat, I can give you multiple choice. Uh, sure. Or do you want to take a swing, Graham? You can. Won't cost you nothing. Tight dress. No. No. Okay. Your Tight, choices. Nice dress. Tight. Nice dress. No. <laughs> okay, but here are your choices: a a nice long dress, b a clean red dress, c an outgrown dress, d a wine stained dress. C. An outgrown dress? Well, you're wrong. Uh, Graham, do you want to take another swing? Now that you've heard the, the yes. choices. Uh, yes. I, I want to do the, I believe it's the wine-stained dress. You know your Taylor Swift better than you think you do. It is a wine-stained dress that she can't wear that's good anymore. Storytelling. That's, see, that's storytelling. How did the wine-stained get on there? What happened in the mm-hmm. first place? Did that's she right. do it? That's did right. Jake Gyllenhaal really do evolved. it? Did Taylor Lautner yeah. do it? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Number five. What is missing from this clip from Getaway Car from 2017's Reputation? Was the best of times, the worst of crimes. I struck a match and blew your mind, but I didn't mean it. And you didn't see it. The black, the lies were white. And shades of gray and candy. So what items of clothing were black and the lies were white? Swizzler? Yeah. The dress? See, that's a really... I understand how you got there. You don't even need to show your work because I understand how you got there, but no. Hmm. Hmm. Um, uh, rope book, uh, yeah. sweater. No. That, that wouldn't work with the scansion. Oh. But I'll give, you, I'll give you the multiple choice oh. if, you wanna, if you wanna try and buzz in. A, shoes. B, shades. C, shorts. D, ties. Uh, Swizzler look like 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 stunned Jack Russell Terrier puppies <laughs> right now. You both just like had that look in your face, <laughs> like I, like you your system had crashed and you would need to be rebooted. Uh, who just buzzed in there? Who who got in? Who got in? Christian? I think I I said wrote book shorts. Oh well, no, no. Chris, um, I'm gonna go with A, the first one, which I think was shoes. Yeah. 
No, ties. Ah, it's a black tie affair. See? Okay, okay. It's a fancy black tie mm. affair. Okay. Okay. Number six. Here's a oh, clip from sense. Invisible String from 2020's Folklore. Teal was the color of when you were 16 at the yogurt shop. Teal. She's, she's going, she's mm-hmm. getting into like the, the junior varsity team of colors with that one. But teal uh, was the color of your what? And I'll give you the multiple choices now. Shirt, tee, tie, or cap? Uh, uh, Roadbook. Yes. Cap. Nope. Um, to steal. Shirt. Shirt is correct. Teal. A teal shirt at the yogurt shop. That's mm. demeaning. <laughs> uh, that's a bad job for a young person. Number seven. What is missing from this clip from London Boy from 2019's Lover? I love my hometown as much as Motown. I love SoCal. All right, and unless unless you know, nope, and you don't, uh, I will give you the choices. Worn out blue jeans, boyfriend's blue jeans, faded blue jeans, cut off blue jeans. Swizzler? Yes. Faded blue jeans? Faded blue jeans is correct. Faded blue jeans is correct. And a clip from the song Speak Now from the album. Speak Now from 20, uh, yeah, 2010 and 2023. The kind of girl who should be rudely barging in on a occasion, but you are not the kind of boy. It's not the kind of girl who should be rouging in, rouging in. I made a little word there. A rudely barging in on a what kind of occasion? White veil, black tie, white dress, cool hat. Swizzler, uh, the second one, black tie. <laughs> black tie that see that would make sense mm-hmm. but she she went she zigged where others would zag white veil white dress or cool hat occasion graham uh white <laughs> veil yeah yes white veil i, I can't veil. think of a okay that's a it. white yeah. veil occasion it's not nobody says that I nobody says that i'm gonna say for me, I haven't had a lot of white veil occasions in my life. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't know what I'm doing no. wrong. No. I want to get invited I guess, to one. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess that yeah. would. I know I'm not wearing sleeves. Yeah, that might yeah. be the problem. But I guess that makes sense. But I mean, that's yeah. a yeah. wedding is is kind of the only white veil occasion, except for yeah. the uh, the Catholic debutante ball in St. Louis, where I grew up, where the, and that's not even a white veil situation. That's a white dress situation. Yes. But uh, the, the girls, yeah. uh, when they are 19, are paraded by their fathers down a long runway, and then they have to curtsy and literally kiss the ring of the Archbishop of St. Louis. All my nieces have done it, and it's when they're so nineteen. Weird, yeah. When they when they're freshmen in college, yeah. Wow, it's real weird. I hope that's it's over. Real weird. It's yeah. not over. <laughs> it's not over. I'm going to my the the last of my nieces will be doing it uh, in December, oh, and it's it's wow. weird. It's real weird. It's real weird. Do they have to kiss their dads um, on the lips too? They. I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, here we go. Here we go. There's one more. There's one more, and it is perhaps the most famous of them all. It is a clip from You Belong to Me, from Fearless, from 2008, and then again, 2021. Like 
Okay. Swizzler. Yes, Chris. Short yes. shorts. And? Oh, there's more? Yeah. She wears. Bah, bah, I wear. Dah, dah. Oh, she wears. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, what? Uh, wrote book. Uh, she what? Chris wasn't finished, but she was wrong. So I am going oh, to let you stick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Short shorts and short skirts. I'm going to give you the options. Crop top. She wears crop tops. I wear lace-ups. She wears short skirts. I wear t-shirts. She wears makeup. I wear lace-ups. She wears nice skirts. I wear boys' shirts. It's a lot of information. Uh, the second one. The, the second it's one. The, it's the you short. It's definitely short, short yeah. shorts. I remember it's that. Short skirts. I remember it's short skirts. Short skirts. Damn. And yeah, I, I, wear yeah I definitely. Yeah. I shouldn't give you that point, yeah. but I'm going to. I'm going to. You shouldn't give me that point because you should give it. You should give it to Chris. I, I well, should, you know. don't tell me how to do my job. Because here's the thing. <laughs> After that round, we have ourselves a tie. Seven points apiece. Woo! Okay, we're going to take another little break. That's right. And we'll be right back with our final round of Troubled Waters after this. Hey, when you listen to podcasts, it really just comes down to whether or not you like the sound of everyone's voices. My voice is one of the sounds you'll hear on the podcast Dr. Game Show. And this is the voice of co-host and fearless leader Joe Firestone. This is a podcast where we play games submitted by listeners and we play them with callers over Zoom we've never spoken to in our lives. So that is basically the concept of the show. Pretty chill. So take it or leave it, bucko. And here's what some of the listeners have to say. It's funny, wholesome, and it never fails to make me smile. I just started listening and I'm already binging it. I haven't laughed this hard in ages. I wish I'd discovered it sooner. You can find Dr. Game Show on MaximumFun.org. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Chris Kimmel and Graham Kay, playing for Taylor Swift and Britney Spears, kind of. Um, in in film projects that may happen or maybe never were meant to be in the first place. I could see Taylor Swift as Dazzler, kind of. I had a brief flirtation with X-Men during like the time when Dazzler made like uh, some brief appearances. I'm doing a Marvel Snap thing right now um, when you, you get two extra points on the Dazzler card for all of the locations that are uh, full. I can't believe I'm talking like this. Who the fuck am I? It is now time for a game we are calling Cuff It Out. Now, we're recording this episode right at the end of October. And by the time our audience hears it, we will be past Halloween and into what is known as cuffing season by the same kind of people who fucking say Scorpio season. So we've got four major holidays hitting us. Boom, boom, boom. One after another. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, uh, which... Fill our bellies, empty our bank accounts, remind us that we are lonely. Uh, but let's face it, it's too many damn holidays. One has to go. So in this round, I'm going to have our contestants each pick one of those holidays and tell me why we are absolutely done with it. Which of them has to go? Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, or Valentine's Day? You'll get two minutes to say why your holiday has got to go. And then your opponent will have a one-minute rebuttal. Well, they were, will argue why their opponent's holiday deserves to stay. Now, 
Chris, because there was a bit of controversy about whether you should or should not have gotten the last point. You shouldn't, but there was some controversy. Uh, I'm going to have you go first, (laughs) pick one of those holidays, and you will have two minutes to tell me why it has absolutely got to get off the calendar and stay that way. Okay. I'm going to make the case for the abolishment of Valentine's Day, and not because I'm not a romantic, but because I'm a parent. When you are a parent, the night before Valentine's Day, you have to help your children get anywhere between 26 and 52 cards ready to pass out in the classrooms. I have twins. That means I have to do 52 cards. My children always want to do something very artistic to hand out. In Within about five minutes of the project, they say, Mom, this is bored. I am tired. I am going to bed or to my screen or, you know, to go do something more interesting. And then I am left with approximately 45 cards to complete. It usually involves taping on little candies, doing stamps. Mm. You know, it's always this long project. And then... They come home with anywhere between 200 and 500 cards from other kids, which is involving a lot of lollipops and cookies and things that, I don't know, may have razor blades inside of them, that I then have to convince them to turn into me, and then I will use that towards money for their allowance, and then I throw all the candy away, much like I do at Halloween. If we could just get rid of this holiday completely... I would not have this extra work in my life. And I think other parents would thank me. Uh, that's and your time. And boyfriends would, would also thank you. Sure. Ex- yes. Uh, Graham K., yeah. you have one yeah. minute to rebut. Why must Valentine's Day stay? Here's the thing. When you start dating somebody and you're a man, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to prove that you like this person. Mm-hmm. It's, it's difficult to like find if if i go to to if i take her to a fancy dinner randomly is that coming on too strong yeah you know but then here's a little day coming up where you have to do something so you can like make a plan you don't even have to make a dinner reservation you can like make food it's a gesture and it's like a built-in way to show that you care and show that you can plan and show that you can uh, go out of your way and you're thinking of them and it doesn't come across as forced or creepy. You have 10 seconds. Stick that landing, Graham. Uh, I have to talk for 10 more seconds? Yes, you do. I well, I, I like Valentine's Day. <laughs> Great. See? I asked. You provided. All right. You're welcome. Okay, Chris Kimmel, I'm going to tell you, that was a four-point uh, takedown of Valentine's Day. Um, you took me back to grade school where you would have to make like a shoebox with a slot in it and put crepe paper on it. And then everyone would have to go up and down the aisles and like drop a, a, a Valentine in there. And sometimes they would be like Mork themed or whatever. Nanu, Nanu, happy, found, be mine or whatever. Um, you also said that your children get fed up with the exercise and say, mom, this is bored. And I was like, oh, your kids are interesting. It's not boring. It's bored. It itself, <laughs> this whole tradition is bored yeah. of yes. itself. Yes. That was, that, that was, you gave me depth. Uh, you gave me a lot to think about. That was a four point takedown. And Graham, yeah, uh, men don't know how to tell uh, people that they're interested in, that they're interested in them. We're all, uh, we're all yeah. fucking did. 
idiots. Tim Allen was right. It was a two-point rebuttal. Okay, that brings you up to 11 points, and you up, uh, Chris, and you up to nine, Graham K. Now, you have your pick, Graham, of three holidays, one of which has got to go, like Jada Pinkett Smith, who I bet wants her own holiday. Uh, Okay, Thanksgiving, Christmas, or New Year's, which one has to go? You'll have two minutes to explain why. Um, well, I think Thanksgiving should go. I love Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving because it's non-denominational. I grew up in a very multicultural uh, area of my city with like a bunch of of uh, immigrants and stuff, and they loved it because it was like, yeah, I can be part of the thing because it, it's not has, has nothing to do with religion or anything. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's obvious historic problems with it. So I'm from Canada, and I think that Americans should adopt Canadian Thanksgiving, uh, where we just meet and don't talk about any of the past. We just sort of like, it's a celebration of the harvest. <laughs> and then we all eat like turkey. It's the, it's the same Thanksgiving, and uh, it's more, more focused on pump and turkey you know they cut out the hand and the kid makes the thing on and then you know it's uh do you know what i'm talking about yeah no, of course uh not. yeah yeah so i think americans should adopt canadian thanksgiving which is in october uh-huh now why okay and you can have uh, yeah you can have the best of both worlds have the best of both worlds okay so like get rid of it but then also keep it because it uh but just do it you know on a different replace day. it Get rid of it and replace it with something almost exactly the same, but on a different day. Yeah, but like okay. less, you know, sad. Okay, very, very good. Uh, Chris Kimmel, you have one minute to convince me why Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, must absolutely stay. All right. American Thanksgiving is amazing. You don't have to buy gifts for anyone. You oh my God, that's so yeah. true. That's don't fun. have to, at my house, you don't have to dress up. You eat on paper plates The football is blaring through the television. It's the loudest thing in the room. Definitely no one is bringing up politics because things are going (laughs) to get real awkward real fast. So all we're going to talk about is the football game or like how good my mom's sweet potato pie is. And that's what every Thanksgiving should be, right? You don't have to go to church you don't have to deal with God. You don't have to deal with having different religions. You're just going to eat so much food until you feel like you're going to vomit and then you're going to lay on the couch. Oh, and watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is still hilarious and holds up. Yeah, wow. yeah. five seconds. Uh, Thanksgiving rules go USA. Okay. <laughs> now, Graham, I'm going to tell you, I gave you, I, I, I felt that to be a six-point takedown of American wow. Thanksgiving. It is essentially sad as uh, as a holiday uh, for so many reasons. And Canadian stuff is just slightly better because it has not yet been sullied by uh, American-ness. Uh, so that was a five-point takedown. No, I'm sorry, six, which brings you up to 15. Uh, Chris Kimmel. I mean, you came right out of the gate saying you don't have to buy gifts for anybody. And then in my head, I was like, well, you do sometimes have to like, you know, bring a bottle of wine, but that's a gift for yourself, 
right? Uh, and then, you know, yeah, you did say, like, we're going to get together and we're not going to talk about politics, which made me also think, like, which American Thanksgivings have you been to? Uh, but that's okay, because I want to live in your fantasy world where at the Thanksgiving table, nobody brings up politics at all. Uh, I, I felt like I was there. I, I heard the, the crash of helmet against helmet. I, uh, the, the tang of cranberry sauce, uh, mushed up against the, the savory smushiness of a, of a stuffing. I was really there and I felt American again. That was a seven point defense of American Thanksgiving. It stays. You have 18 points. Chris Kimmel, you are our winner. We well, did not see that whoa. coming. Nobody did. <laughs> Nobody did. did not. It was as though we had been hit upside the head with a energy bolt ball thing from Dazzler. I, mean, I don't exactly know how that person's powers work, but that's how I honestly feel. I, after her takedown, mm-hmm. um, or a, after her like takedown of my takedown, I guess her rebuttal, mm-hmm. I got hungry and I want to be at Thanksgiving. So I think she should have won. Like, I'm like, I was picturing yeah. the football and I, I, yeah. 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 Me too. Me too. We all felt it. We all felt it. Congratulations, uh, Chris Kimmel. Thank you. This is Graham K. Touching. Uh, an excellent showing. An excellent showing. Uh, Thank you. Thank lack you. of sleeves and all. You really brought it. Now it is time for plugs. Let us know what you're working on. And then to write the karmic ledger Tell us some, about something someone else made that you want the world to know about. Chris Kimmel, what you got? Well, thank you so much. I'd love for everyone to listen to my podcast, How to Survive. We are on Patreon now. We're doing live shows. It's exciting. So, you know, come to our Patreon and uh, check out when we're going to have a live show next. It's it's coming. Oh, and I love the podcast, Valley Heat. It's so fun uh. and funny. It delights so me, and if you haven't listened to it, it will make you laugh really hard. So check it out. It is really great. It's really great. Graham K., how about you? Um, I have one more showing of my uh, my off-Broadway show uh, at QED Theater in uh, Queens at on November 6th at 7 p.m. It's part of New York Comedy Festival. Come check it out. We're we're, we're looking for uh, a bigger theater. We're going to do a, a bigger run because we're selling out our, our old shows in the old theater. But one last show, QED Theater, Queens, November 6th, 7 p.m. Come check it out. Um, and that is uh, and, uh, uh, Christian Finnegan's wife's place, QED, right? That is, Gambry, yes. And my one-man yeah. show. Yes, she's awesome. My one-man show is called Pete and Me. It's a non-depressing look at autism and family. Uh, it's about uh, growing up, taking care of my uh, my brother who has autism and what it means for me when my parents get old. It is funny, believe it or not. Um, and uh, Django Gold is a friend of mine. He used to write for The Onion, used to uh, write for Colbert. He just released a comedy special on YouTube. It's so funny. Uh, he's so weird. Uh, you guys you guys would love it. And also his name is Django Gold. That's his that's real name. name. That's amazing. That's a great yeah. name. God damn, that's yeah. a good name. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Graham K., Chris Kimmel. Thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the headphones. Thank you for um, enjoying my singing. And we'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. Goodbye. Bye. You have been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Chris Kimmel make a noise. Woo! Graham K. <laughs> 
Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Christian Duenas. Wee-wee! And Laura Swisher. Happy cuffing season to you. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.